now, America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA, from Alaska to Florida, all the way to Hawaii. We are broadcasting today from Cape Girardeau, Missouri, here at the Cape, 1550 AM at 100.3 FM. We're down here in uh, southeast Missouri with the St. Francis Healthcare System. This is another in the series of shows we're doing with them. Today's show is going to focus on women and children's services at St. Francis Healthcare System. I think you'll find it very interesting. We're going to talk about NICU um, and some other services available at St. Francis Healthcare System. We have two nurses in studio with us today, and we're happy to have them. We have in studio with us Lene Roman, RNMSN, and Alexis Myers, RN. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to have both of you here today. These shows are all put on the podcast platform, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Play, TuneIn, and Odyssey. So if you want to tell somebody about our show or maybe you find this show interesting um, and somebody in your family is pregnant or expecting, whatever the case may be, you can go up to the podcast platform and listen to the show just like we did it here in studio. If you want to reach out to me, you can do that at the website healthradio.us. If you want to send me an email, if you have questions, if there's something I can help you with, please feel free to do that. I do answer each and every one of them. All right, a little bit about my guests. Lene Roman is an RNMSN. She serves as the Director of Nursing Maternal Child Care Services for St. Francis Health System. She is responsible for overseeing strategic planning, organization, implementation, and administrative management of all maternal and children's health service lines. Roman previously held the role of patient care manager and level three neonatal intensive care unit. She was responsible for the clinical leadership of the NICU and accountable for the delivery of the standards of care. Throughout her extensive time at St. Francis, Roman served as manager of accreditation and compliance, as well as the accredited compliance coordinator, performance improvement specialist, and registered nurse. Alexis Myers is an RM, serves as the patient care manager of family birthplace at St. Francis Healthcare System. She is responsible for the clinical leadership of the department and is accountable for the delivery standards of care for her departments. Myers manages labor, delivery, postpartum, as well as baby, nursery, and pediatrics. Myers joined St. Francis in 2018 and has held several roles throughout her health care career, including a secretary obstetrics test, you think I did radio, labor and delivery registered nurse and obstetrics educator. I almost got through that. That's grown it up. What do you think of that? Good job. <clears throat> Pretty yep. amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, thank you both. Let's just kind of start with, describe the, the women and children's services at St. Francis Healthcare System. So it's kind of a one-stop destination, the way the hospital is set up. We start with Cape Care for Women, which is our outpatient services where they provide obstetrical and gynecological care for women across all spans, all through the lifespan. Um, Then you can go up to the second floor, which has our level three neonatal intensive care unit, Um, our children's center, which serves the pediatric population that needs outpatient labs and inpatient hospital care. And then all the way up to the third floor, which has our maternity, our family birthplace, where you can come, you can deliver your baby, and your babies can also stay up there as long as they're needing normal newborn nursery care. So I guess it is kind of a one-stop shop, yes? It is, yes. Okay. So you you, you made an interesting comment there about um, care all through the lifespan. So this Mm -hmm. is not just for young, expected women, okay? This is to talk a little bit about that and how that works. Um, Correct. So obviously, being the Women's and Children's Center, we take care of 
newborn babies and Cape Care for Women will see patients, um, the elderly population as well, to follow up for their gynecological You're looking at me when you say that. See the chronologically challenged yeah. here, okay? I'm the guy <laughs> with the white hair in the studio, so. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, so it's important, I think, for the listeners to understand, Alexis, that that St. Francis Healthcare System is providing services for all, as you said, aid spans, and that they need to take advantage of those services. Yes, definitely. Obviously, it's needed to get preventative care at every stage of your life, and we offer that there at the Women's and Children's Pavilion. So talk a little bit about, Lene, about the uh, Center Family Birthplace and the Level 3 NICU, because mm-hmm. NICU is a pretty important thing. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about what NICU is? I just had, as I mentioned before we started the show, um, my daughter in Washington State just had twins, and they wound up in the NICU mm-hmm. for about eight days. So talk a little bit about what what NICU is and why it's so important to have that service available for for women and children here. Of course. So a NICU is a intensive care unit for neonates. Neonates is any infant up to the age of 28 days. So as long as they're under 28 days old, they can be admitted to the NICU, whether they're born in the hospital, have been born at the hospital and went home, and it's within those 28 days. But it's for those infants that aren't able to stay in the normal newborn nursery once they're born. Um, NICUs are actually leveled to the criteria of care that they provide. So St. Francis, we are lucky to be designated as a level three NICU. So what that means is we can care for infants as young as 27 weeks. However, St. Francis cares for babies up to 22 weeks of gestation. So a little over half of the pregnancy has been completed. That's remarkable, Alexis. Yep. 22 weeks? 22 weeks, yes. That, that's, that's um, I think my daughter made it to 36 weeks. Uh-huh. And and that was a big deal mm-hmm. with twins. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and she was she was more than happy to have the babies at thirty six weeks. I'm sure she was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay. So why why is it important uh, for folks here in Southeast Missouri to know that this NICU unit is here and the services that it offers for women that are going to have a premature birth, which is typically what it's for? Yes, correct. That is what we see a lot. Um, we have a, a perinatologist who's on staff in Cape Care for Women, so we can see high-risk patients, high-risk pregnancies from around the region to help patients that um, from the Boot Hill area and around us not have to drive to St. Louis or Memphis to get that specialized care. And then we have a Level 3 NICU, um, which is the largest in our region, and um, we are able to then care for those, those babies once they are born. So it's the largest in the region, and you mm-hmm. just made a very interesting point there. Uh, and that is that, and this is something I think is sometimes hard for people to kind of understand and, and think about. You don't have to go to St. Louis and you don't right. have to go to Memphis. You've got a level three uh, NICU right here uh, in Cape Girardeau, Missouri at St. Francis Healthcare System. And and I think that's important for the folks to understand mm-hmm. that. It's a lot easier to do it here and have your family around you here than it is to go all the way to St. Louis or Memphis and then be divorced from your family going back and forth, especially if you've got children in NICU, right? Of course, yes. You know, that's a great thing about having it here close to home, especially in the center of southeast Missouri. We average 200 admissions to the NICU a year, so that's 200 bedtimes, bath times, that mom and dads could have made at home to see their other children at home before coming up and visiting and staying with their babies in the NICU. 200. Yes, we average 200 a year. That, that's a that's a pretty big number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. So um, 
can you talk a little bit more about some of the what are some of the conditions that wind up having a, a, a premature baby go in the NICU? I know my daughter's children, both the babies had their lungs weren't completely developed. Mm-hmm. So talk about some of the things that you do in NICU. So respiratory issues is the most common thing with premature babies. Obviously, the reason babies are supposed to stay in mom's bellies for 40 weeks is so that their lungs, all their body parts can grow, especially their brain. So that's the next thing you see other than the lung issues is immaturity with their brain growth. So they might have feeding difficulties. Um, With the feeding difficulties, we have a specialized team that comes in and works with them. It's not just doctors and nurses in the NICU. It's a whole entire team. Um, Other issues you might see are some muscle issues, and that also comes from the immaturity of the central nervous system and everything. But respiratory is definitely number one. So that's right up there at the top of the list. Yes. All right. We're coming up on the break. We're going to come back from the break. We're going to continue this conversation with Lene Roman, RN, MSN, and Alexis Myers, RN, from Women's and Children's Services here at St. Francis Healthcare System. Uh, This is an opportunity for you to listen and learn these services that are provided by St. Francis Healthcare System and that you have access to them all throughout Southeast Missouri here. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIA Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Stay tuned. We've got more right after this break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HI Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website healthradio.us, healthradio.us. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Paul Vernon, I'm your host, Carrie Hall, in studio with me from St. Francis Healthcare System, Lene Roman, RNMSN, and Alexis Myers, RN, from Women and Children's Services at St. Francis Healthcare System. If you want to connect with them or you want to learn more about all the services that are available. Uh, you heard Lene say a moment ago that this is a one-stop shop, basically. They've got everything right there at St. Francis. You can do that by going to the website sfmc.net slash women and children's services. That's sfmc.net slash women and children's services. So, Alexis, how do if, – if, if, if a woman's pregnant, she thinks she might be at risk, how, do, how does she determine that? And then how do they connect with you to find out the protocol for getting in this program? So um, women who are pregnant see a doctor routinely, their obstetrician, um, and typically that's when issues with the pregnancy are, are figured out or determined. Um, and that OB provider will then – have a referral for them to see a perinatologist if it's something that needs to be monitored more closely. Um, And if it is an OB provider that is already at Cape Care for Women, then they will um, make an appointment for and set up for them to go see our perinatologist and have that uh, more in-depth ultrasound and testing and check out their pregnancy a little bit closer. If it's somebody who sees a provider from another facility, then that OB provider can have a consult consult appointment with, with our perinatologist. So if they are with somebody outside of St. Francis as, as their OBGYN, whatever the case may be, they can still access the facility at St. Francis Healthcare yes. System? Yes. Um, and that is a goal of ours. We want to be accessible to mm-hmm. our communities around us that don't have those services available to them. 
Yeah, because you've got the only level three NICU, Mark mm-hmm. Wiley, Yes, that's cur- the largest in the region. Um, so that's another way is if, say, that person is in another community other than Cape Girado and they stay with their hometown OBGYN, our NICU has a transport team that if the baby is born at an outlying hospital, our transport team includes a nurse, respiratory therapist, and neonatal nurse practitioner. They can go out by ground ambulance, by air helicopter, and get a baby and bring it back to St. Francis to get the care they need. Well, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's not any of our show notes. So talk about that. So you've got an air ambulance service, literally, that if they need to be transported by air ambulance, you can do that. And that has to be a special – I know a little bit about Life Flight mm-hmm. and how all that works because one, one of the companies we've worked with for years in Kansas City is Life Flight Eagle, and they have a very special helicopter designed specifically for that at Children's Mercy Hospital. So how does yours work? So we use the <laughs> – different services in the area. We use their helicopter. We give them a call. When we get a call from the other hospitals, they come in. We have a miniature NICU on wheels. That's what I call it. That's the best way to put it. It has everything basically that we can do inside of the four walls of our NICU set up on this stretcher has an incubator and everything, all of our equipment, and then our team is specially trained to do these skills out in the field to get that baby to the best level of care that it needs. Now, I'm guessing, just from hearing this, Alexis, that this is this would occur when somebody didn't expect that baby to be born prematurely at that particular time? Correct. Um, so they can um, be seeing Dr. Or our perinatologist through Cape Care for Women. Um, they can come up and have appointments with her and have follow-up visits, but then say they're able to be managed from home and they live down in the Boot Hill area and they go into labor or their water breaks prematurely and they go to the closest hospital. Um, that facility won't be able to take care of a premature baby, so then they would give us a call and we would get down there for that delivery so we could take care of that baby and get it back. Okay, so you get down there for the delivery, and you're there before the baby's born. If we have enough notification, of course, babies have a mind of their own, and they're coming on their own schedule. So if we have enough notification and our team's able to get in the ambulance or the helicopter and get there in time, yes, we will be there for the delivery. That's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. That's pretty important. Yes. Yeah, so so how does that work if their if their OBGYN is not part of or they're not in the St. Francis system and it's the same situation that they have an unexpected premature birth and how does that how does that function then same way same way they just call up to our NICU make a consult with our providers we always have either a neonatal nurse practitioner or neonatologist in the building at the desk twenty four hours a day seven days a week they talk to them directly on the phone and. The team gets moving, and we get out there to get the baby. Wow. So 24-7. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody there all the time if there's mm-hmm. an issue. So if it's an outlying community hospital, whatever the case may be, they know that, that they can reach out to you 24-7 and either have somebody there at the time of birth or immediately thereafter. Yes. That's pretty important. Very mm-hmm. important. That's uh, that's that's a remarkable service here for all the folks in southeast Missouri to know that that's available to them, and they don't have to be flown to St. Louis or mm-hmm. to Memphis for the same type of facility that you've got it right here in Cape Girardeau. So before we go to break, we've got about three minutes here. To t- describe a little bit about the family birthplace and how it was designed. Now, I've actually been through it. Yes. I had the privilege of being walked through there when I first came down the last time we did shows, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty cool facility. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that and how that all came to be because it looks amazing. Yeah, sure. So we have um, 18 LDRPs, which is labor, delivery, recovery, and postpartum. Um, we do that all in one room so that um, patients aren't being moved from one floor to the next floor. Um, they stay in that one room for their whole entire um, 
duration of their their care. Um, and we set that up in mind to to have a a feeling of a, a family environment. The rooms are inviting. They feel like um, a space at home. You have enough room for your family and your friends to come up and meet your baby and support you. Um, so, you know, we designed it with the patient in mind and how to make it nice, uh, comfortable, and safe for them. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of a suite at a luxury hotel. Yes. When yes. I went through it, I was like, this doesn't look like a hospital room. Yes. yes. I mean, yep. so, and how important is that lady to have the family there? I know, like, you know, when my when my daughter had the twins, you know, only certain people could be there at that time, but mm-hmm. then we were all available to be able to come in and spend time. So how important is that to the mother and to those babies for that or that initial orientation and the birth of that of those children? New mothers need all the support they can get. It's a very stressful time in their life, so by having friends and family there able to support them, that helps them. And for the babies, being able to have their parents there, a baby will always do better in a NICU environment with a family member there when they're learning from the mom who's going to be feeding them when they go home and everything. But that is huge to be able to have such a big space that families can visit and offer that support because it takes a village to raise children. So That's very interesting, and, and it, it is quite remarkable what St. Francis Healthcare System has done with this um, and, and the fact that you've got the largest one in southeast Missouri, mm-hmm. in addition to the fact that you can do all of this transport that uh, is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a lot different than it was 10 years ago. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, babies that, that were at high risk 10 years ago, there was it was not a good situation in a lot of mm-hmm. cases. That's mm-hmm. all changed now, wouldn't you say? Oh, yes, definitely. I have seen lots of changes just during my career. That's really great. When we come back to the break, we're going to continue this conversation. Uh, we're going to get into a little more about the NICU and, and what they're doing there and how all of that works and, and the birthing centers, et cetera. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIE Radio Network. If you want to learn more, go to the website sfmc.net slash women and children's services. That is the website. A lot of information up there, uh, and you can connect with them if you would like to do that. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Stay right there. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the Fruited Plain here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website healthradio.us. So you're listening to this, a lot of information here, pretty interesting, right? Remember the podcast platforms, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Play, and Odyssey. It's up there on all of those. If you want to tell somebody about the show, maybe somebody in your family is pregnant or expecting or whatever the case may be, uh, you might want to tell them to listen to this because there's a lot you can learn here about the services that are available at St. Francis Healthcare System Women and Children's Services. So, Again, that's why those podcasts are put up there, so that you have an opportunity to listen to these and pass this information along. In studio with me, Lene Roman, RN, MSN, and Alexis Myers, RN, from Women and Children's Services, St. Francis Healthcare System. Once again, the website is sfmc.net slash women and children's services. That's sfmc.net slash women and children's services. So off air, I ask you, you know, what sets the birthplace apart? And 
I, I, you know, I, I think you two need to talk about the fact a little bit that this is a, a calling and a passion for you guys, and maybe that's what really sets it apart. It is. Um, so, so workers that go into our um, field, uh, yes, field, our our field in the women's and children's uh, department are. We're passionate about what we do. We don't go in, go there because it's just a job. Um, it's a calling for us. It's what we knew that we were put here to do is to help other women and to help babies and help children um, and give them the best care and just support them. So every nurse you encounter um, at our facility is there for a reason, and they're extremely passionate, and they're educated, and they make a big difference. Lene? Yes, that is I want to echo off of what Alexis just said, because I know for me going into this field, it was because I found this was a line of nursing that I can make a difference in a baby's life for the whole span of their life. So everything I did, every time I walked into that room and I took care of that baby, I was altering what could happen in its life for the rest of its life. Um, And all of our nurses really want to go above and beyond. People usually think women and children's services. We're the happy place where we rock and hold babies. But sometimes it's not just that. Yeah, it's it. it, it mm-hmm. What you do saves babies' lives. Mm-hmm. That's a little different. It's yes. not just rocking and holding babies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, this is a little bit different deal. This is intensive care for babies. So yes. it is significantly different. So do you think that's what sets your family services apart, family birthplace apart from other birthing centers? I think our compassion, yes, our passion on on what we do and what we do every day and what we do really, really good. Um, you've got a lot of skilled uh, providers, nursing staff, um, support staff. Everybody there does their job um, amazingly. And we set out every day to make sure that everybody has the best experience when they come in to add a baby to their family. So, Lene, you know, we, we, we're t- we talk about premature babies. I, I have a niece who has Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. And she was in the NICU for a long time. Talk a little bit about those babies who not only are they premature, okay, but there's Down syndrome or there's some kind of – I was the chairman of the American Heart Association for four years. And one of the big issues there was babies born with heart issues. So talk a little bit about those kinds of situations where over and above – being premature, mm-hmm. now we've got another level of complication here, whether it's Down syndrome or heart issue, that kind of thing. Talk a little bit about that. So there are so many things that can have complications, you know, from the delayed brain growth or anything that has happened. So St. Francis provides lots of services, and we have lots of referral lines, too. You know, we talk about outside of the region, St. Louis. St. Louis has some amazing pediatric facilities that we have open lines of communication with those specialty providers up there that we can get the patients the access they need up there and the referrals they need up there. Also, even beyond our NICU, you know, once the baby, say, is taking enough food, have the correct oxygen levels and everything that they can go home, but they're still needing services, we have a developmental follow-up clinic, and we are the only one in the region. So these babies can come back to us and be followed on nutrition, um, development, how their brain is growing, how they're doing with the what we consider normal skills of life, holding their head up, crawling, you know, grabbing their food and everything. And that's things that our specialized team follows them on. So it's not just day of discharge, goodbye and good luck at home. You guys, we have a home that you can come back to still for those services. Yeah, I mentioned that my my youngest daughter in Washington State just had twins. 
They have two other little girls at home, <laughs> two and four. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they're busy. So, yeah, 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 they are. But here's the thing: having those babies in NICU and being able to go back and forth, mm-hmm. where they could take care of the of of Clara and Evie at home, and then go to the hospital to be with the babies there for feedings and whatever. That made a huge difference for them mm-hmm. because yes. it would have been a nightmare otherwise mm-hmm. trying to juggle all of that. And they, th- this kind of got things calmed down until the babies were ready to come mm-hmm. home. So mm-hmm. how important is that for parents that have children and now we're going to have a premature baby and things just got complicated? Right. It's extremely important for them um, because nobody wants to pick between their children that they have at home already and their baby that they just had. That's a tough decision, and we don't want anybody to have to be stuck in the middle of that. Um, so I think it's important that they know that, you know, we can we can help them be able to be here to care for their new baby, um, but also be able to have that time at home to take care of their children that are that are home and just things that they need to do if they're in the house or just to get away um, and clear their mind a little bit for a couple hours a day or so and then come back um, and, and take care of their new baby again. So, Lene, how important, you, you talked about that a minute ago, and that's really kind of interesting. It, is not, it doesn't just stop mm-hmm. when the baby's discharged and sent home. How important is that whole follow-up piece for, again, I'm, I'm seeing the same thing with my grandchildren. How important is that follow-up piece in terms of the continued health of those babies and the mm-hmm. peace of mind of those parents? It's very important. Prevention is always the key. And with whether it's a baby from the NICU or a child who gone, has gone home from the normal newborn nursery, keeping your routine follow-up appointments with your pediatrician or the specialized NICU follow-up clinic. Those are very important. That way you can always make sure that your child's on the right growth track and everything and you don't fall behind in delays because then that can be seen later in life with educational delays, learning problems, and behavioral problems. So preventions, keeping up follow-up appointments, very, very important with children. So this is actually this this is critical for child development then, right, Alexis? I mean, mm-hmm. when in the in the when you're looking at things in the long term, if this piece isn't right, you're going to have problems down the road that are unanticipated. Correct. Yes. Yes. Um, and it's important that it's caught early, and then we can have um, different specialty care that would be able to help correct those problems, so that the child can then go on and develop normally and and not have those issues. Talk a little bit about, Lene, if you can, about the Parents with Hope Fund. What is that and how does that work before we go to break here? St. Francis Foundation has the Parents with Hope Fund, and that is a key component of our support that we have for our families. Families, you know, we talked about how babies can be transported into the NICU. So obviously they might not be five minutes down the road from St. Francis. They could be as far as two and a half. We've even seen three hours from home, but we're still their closest choice. So the Parents with Hope Fund is a fund that was set up to help parents. It was actually set up by a former NICU parent, and it offers things such as meal tickets for when the families are actually here participating in their baby's care. Um, We provided 1,500 meals last year for NICU families. It also provides the opportunity for hotel stays. If they need a little break, all families have the opportunity to stay in the room with the baby 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But sometimes they need a little step away from the bedside. Maybe sometimes mama would like them to step away. Yes, (laughs) yes, exactly. So it gives mom and dad a chance to maybe step away. Maybe they have children at home two and a half hours away, and this gives them the opportunity for those kids to come closer to Cape and spend the weekend with them in the hotel room because obviously the children can't spend the night in the hospital in the baby's room but 
it has it provides them that hotel stay and then also gas cards let's be honest gas is expensive nowadays five dollars a gallon is really expensive yes and it gives families the opportunity to be able to travel back and forth to home like i said earlier bedtimes you know bath times get those kiddos at home taken care of and then have the funds they need to travel back here to the hospital to be with their child that's sick in the NICU you know that's interesting because yesterday in one of the, uh, the broadcasts that we did um, I forget who we were talking to uh, one of the clinicians talked about this being one of the poorest areas of southeast Missouri so that means that thing, things that are simple like hotel room food and gas become an overriding mm-hmm. issue if people don't have the money to do that. So on top of the stress they've got with the babies and everything that's going on, now they've got that issue to deal with. So yes. this 1,500 meals, that's a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and they're all provided through our cafeteria, so the family doesn't have to worry about traveling. It's right downstairs on the lower level. Our social worker does amazing work. She keeps all these families happy. It's pretty amazing stuff. If you want to learn more about this, you want to learn how all of this works, the website is sfmc.net slash women and children services, sfmc.net slash women and children services. Obviously, I think you can see why St. Francis Healthcare System is different, especially when it comes to women and children's services here. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. We've got more. Don't go anywhere. The nurses are in the house. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIA Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to the website healthradio.us. My producer, Mr. Paul Vernon, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. Once again, you know, this is probably like drinking out of a fire hose for some of you listening to all this information that's out there about St. Francis Healthcare System uh, and the women and children's services that are available. The website, okay, is sfmc.net slash women and children's services. But this show is up on the podcast platforms, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, Audio Odyssey, um, and Spotify. So all, all, all of these, it's up on all of these, Apple Play as well. If you want to tell somebody about this, maybe it's somebody in your family, maybe it's somebody in your church, maybe it's somebody you work with, an expectant mother, whole deal, there's an opportunity to go up on the podcast platform. The show will be labeled so you'll know what it is, and you could listen to that broadcast there. So it works out pretty well that way. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, what services are offered at Cape Care for Women. So K-Care for Women is our outpatient office. That is where women can go at all points in their lifespan. Um, They offer obstetric, gynecological, and that's also where our perinatologist, our high-risk maternal fetal medicine doctor is. Um, They can get ultrasounds if needed in that department, um, be seen on an outpatient basis, and all of those providers also have inpatient privileges in St. Francis's Medical Center. So if they need to be admitted for a medical reason that requires hospital-level care, they'll get to see their provider they saw there in Cape Care for Women. Okay, so here's a question. How important is it for women who have gone through menopause and they're aging in that category of us that are chronologically challenged, okay, <laughs> to, not, not to, to continue those services, to continue to go get those checkups, you know, for cervical cancer, for whatever the case may be? How important is that for breast exams, all of that? Prevention, prevention, prevention. 
that prevention is the key to everything. So it doesn't stop at age 65. No. It doesn't stop at age 70. Um, it, it, this is something women should continue to do regardless of their age is what you're saying, Lene? Yes, yes. The body is always changing every moment that we're alive and breathing. So by continuing to keep your follow-up appointments with all your providers and your maintenance appointments with them, that can help keep an eye on things and catch things that are wrong early in life. And if you're not doing that, and if you don't have a physician that's doing that, you should do what? You should definitely reach out um, to your primary care physician. If you have a primary care physician, they can help make you referrals to specialists, such as the ones at Cape Care for Women, um, or at least get you on the right track. And if you don't have a primary care physician, we definitely suggest that you reach out to one and get you an appointment with one. Or you can do that. You can help them with that, I'm assuming. Yes, yes, definitely. That's pretty important. So what services are offered um, at at, uh, the Children's Center? Um, So the Children's Center is a pediatric focus. So we actually see a wide range of ages from um, a few days old if they get readmitted because they have a high bilirubin level um, and they need to go on some phototherapy um, all the way up until year 18 years of age. Uh, So we see a wide range of post-op patients, respiratory RSV, um, where we can do high flow and try to get them better. We don't have a pediatric ICU portion on our children's center, so, you know, we do have to have referrals to St. Louis if we have sicker kids, Um, but we can manage, we can manage most patients here at home. Um, We also provide outpatient lab draws so that if you do have a um, a young child, you can have a pediatric nurse who's drawing that child's blood as opposed to just going to a regular laboratory and maybe somebody who's not familiar with drawing from kids. It can be a little intimidating Yeah, you have to hold them down and tie them. I'm just talking about my granddaughter. It's a process. (laughs) It's a process, so it's kind of comforting to those parents to know, okay, this is a peds nurse who deals with pediatric kids all day, every day. It's going to be drawing the labs, and it's just a, it's a peace of mind. It's a comfort. Um, and then we also will help facilitate uh, and work with kids who maybe are going through some cancer services in St. Louis, and they have to have frequent lab draws, or they have to have dressing changes done on their ports, um, or they just need their ports flushed. Um, we have worked several times to facilitate to be that close to home where they can come and get that, those lab draws. Um, we'll do the dressing changes. We'll flush their ports so they're not driving to St. Louis two and three times a week. So, Lene, you mentioned the other segment, you know, maybe somebody's, you know, two or three hours away. Mm-hmm. How, do they, can they access those same services? Like if they need a pediatric nurse to do a blood draw, are there pediatric nurses available at some of the outlying facilities that St. Francis Healthcare System has? Definitely, yes. We have pediatricians in all the communities that we have offices in. And their nurses, of course, they're pediatricians, so all they're seeing are pediatric patients. So the nurses in those offices, too, are competent to draw these pediatric labs. The one for the Children's Center is just basically it's here at the mothership here in St. or in Cape Girardeau, and they can come here, and it's just a better environment than where us adults go to get our labs drawn. You know, it's more inviting. It's There's, The kids are terrified. I mean, I remember. They're scared, my, yes. You, you know, my granddaughter, Sky, who's, we call her the hurricane, <laughs> uh, when her mother took her to get labs, I mean, it was 
that was a difficult situation. Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, peds nurses are a different are a different kind of nurse. They know how to get on that the child's level and talk to them and calm them down. And we got you know suckers and stickers and different little things to distract them um, and make it just a little bit easier. That's that's uh, that's important. I mean, mm-hmm. especially yeah. when you're the parent that's trying to mm-hmm. deal with that child and they're having a meltdown. In the middle. Yeah. In the middle of the lab, um, yes. and and you're surrounded by adults and all yes. the rest of it. That's yeah. that's not a particularly good situation. No. So as we wrap this up today, what what would the two of you say a message out to the listeners about St. Francis, your commitment to this community, and what what St. Francis um, Women and Children's Services bring to this community? And they will start with you. So our big thing is we're family centered. We want to put the families first. That's why our name is the Family Birthplace. Um, at St. Francis, people come first. So when we are caring for you or your child or someone in your family, we are centered on getting you the best care and the support that you need. It's not just about what you need medically, but also the support you might need mentally through that stay. Alexis? Um, I would agree with everything that Lene said. Um, you know, we offer, we have compassionate staff who are excellent at their, at their job. You're not going to go anywhere else and have better care. Um, and you're going to feel at home, and you're going to build relationships with those nurses. That's what counts. Thank yeah. you both for doing this today. I think we got a lot of good information out there, and, and we're able to connect with our audience with some information they probably need. If you want information, sfmc.net slash women and children's services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, i leave you with this thought from Dr. Martin Luther King. Americans must learn to live together as brothers and sisters or we will surely perish together as fools. Truer words were never spoken. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America.